Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of the 12 Six Podcast. It's your boy Mario, and we are live in the backyard, back of the studio. We have people in the background. We got, you know, bugs, we got cicadas, we got mosquitoes, and we got my co host, Ryan Poblowski. Ryan, what up, my guy? Not much, man. Um, doing good, dude. I'm doing very good. And this, uh, this song to lead us in is going to basically explain my feelings about why I'm doing so good right now. I heard that song many times Sunday. Oh, Bears, baby. Yeah, heard big that many weekend. times on Sunday. Big weekend for the Bears. Congratulations to you guys. I hope uh, I hope you guys enjoy that in your 4-16 and 16 season or whatever the case is, right? Because, you know. 4-16 and 16 a, season. Like, I mean, whatever, I mean, I mean, I, yeah. whatever, whatever the case. 4-13 season, I'm sorry, right? 17 games or whatever it is. Enjoy that. Um, good game. I was there. It was a miserable experience. For Great me. game, dude. Uh, it was fun to watch. I, I definitely enjoyed the penalties. Every single third down was fun. Um, I enjoyed getting heckled by Bears fans. Uh, but anyway, we start off with legends on this podcast. Dude. We don't start down in the dumps here. We start off with legends, man. We'll get to the Bears in a little bit. Ryan, what's your legend for the week, man? Well, for, actually, I got two legends. Okay, so I'll save save my, my better one for a second. My first legend of the week is uh, Aaron Kraft. Do you know who Aaron Kraft is? Let me hear who Aaron Kraft is. Aaron Kraft, this last week, he was inducted into the uh, Ohio State Basketball, or no, the Ohio State Athletics Hall of Fame. He was a basketball player for them in the, I think it was like 2012 to 2014-ish or something like that. But he's the reason why he's my legend of the week. It's for those of you guys who don't know, Ohio State's my favorite college. And dude, he was a freaking beast. He was an absolute beast for them. Um, I think... He was there for four years. I think they went to Sweet 16 his freshman year, sophomore, junior year. They made it to the Final Four. I can't remember what they did the senior year, but, dude, he was an electric player. He was so fun to watch. Um, he's, like, one of those dudes, like, one of those college players that you'll never, ever forget about. He's an absolute freaking legend. So him getting inducted to the Hall of Fame is my first legend. And then my second legend, the Bears, dude. The Bears taking it to the 49ers week one. Nobody saw it coming. Before the game, I saw, like, the, the national picks, the national analyst picks. Nobody fucking had the Bears winning that game, dude. They won the the monsoon hurricane game. And I got to say, man, I love the way they played on defense. I love Justin Fields. Not He did have his downs, of course. He did through that horrible pick in the first half. But, dude, watching him being able to extend plays and move with his feet and make something out of nothing is so fun to watch with him. And, and the passing and his pocket presence will come with time. But just his ability to be an athlete when things go to shit is amazing to watch. And, and dude, the defense, like I mentioned, played their asses off. I like the the game plan going into it. Run the ball heavy. Let Justin Fields take the burden off him a little bit. Second half, they made adjustments, dude, and they came out and freaking won the game. It was an incredible week one win. Respect to you guys, you know. I was there live. I saw it. It was fun. It was, I mean, there was there was some there was some dry spots too. I wouldn't give everything to the. I wouldn't give like anything to the rain. You know, he did. They did have some good spots there in the third quarter. I think it was the third quarter that really got them the, the win there. Um, Dude, something I'll say though, like growing up and playing sports, especially playing baseball, high school baseball, when it's cold as shit. And something the coaches would always say is both teams play in the elements, right? 100%. Both 100% teams are correct. out there, man. Yeah. You know, they both played in that, that horrible. And that's, dude, another reason why they need to move to a dome. I mean, Chicago is just not meant to play 100% inside. agree. Um, I guess since we're talking about the Bears, we might as well just get to it. Obviously, I don't really care much about the Bears. They were just a team on the schedule. Um, it was fun to see them in town. It's obviously, you know, heck, the heckling from the friends is always fun too. Um, I will say this just from kind of somebody who I, I don't, plan on watching many more Bears games this year I just don't but I mean if I do I do I guess um I think it was 
Justin Fields made some some uh, some plays out of nothing. That was great. Um, I think, and I we talked about it right before the podcast. I think Nick Bosa said it best in his post in his post presser. There, he said, when you give a team the ball on third down, when you give them those third down penalty yards to a, a team that can't move the ball up the field very well, you're going to lose that game every time. And that was the name of the game, right? Eleven penalties for 95 yards. Most of them came on third down. A couple late, a couple late hits to Justin Fields. Right, it was a helmet to helmet that looked terrible. Um, and you know, that's that's something that's got to get cleaned off from my perspective. For me, that angered me the most. Um, get, give your give your offense a, a little more of a chance to win in that aspect. The defense did very well in the first half. He had minus two throwing yards. Um, Fields did not look good in that first two quarters. He did, let's just be straight up. In the third quarter, he started stepping up. He started making the plays. He started getting guys open. He had somebody open downfield, whoever the hell that was. I mean, that was just terrible coverage. It was just blown coverage. My God, happened right in front of my face. I mm-hmm. see this guy downfield. Um, that was just bad on the Niners' part. That was a good job, whoever that was, for getting open um, for the, from the Bears' perspective. But, uh, you know, I think this, this Sunday against the Packers is a big test for you guys. I think that's a, that's a true test there. Um, and then just something for Niners fans, I know not too many you know, Niners fans will find their way to this podcast, but we got to understand what we are. We're a talented roster with a QB who's had three starts in his career. That was his third start. I'm not over here saying we're going to win the Super Bowl. For me, my expectations are he's going to step up, Trey Lance will, halfway through the year. He's going to start making plays. He's going to start getting some dubs for us. But at the same time, we have to understand that's where we're at. Um, and that's the thing too, right? These guys are my dad the entire time. Put in Jimmy Garoppolo. What the hell is this? Because if we're being real, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo in the dry elements of the game in that second, third quarter, he's probably going to get you two or three touchdowns. Um, you know, and that and that's the, that's the truth of the matter. I'm sure we can all agree on that. He's a decent enough quarterback. He had, and that's the thing too. Lance had a couple opportunities that he missed. He had a couple good throws. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo cannot start for this team again, in my opinion. You put all that. You put all that. Um, no, you already. It's too far. It, it's, you put all that into Trey Lance, now, right? right? Trey Lance is your guy, third overall pick. You, you traded everybody for him. He's got three career starts, man. He had a better QB rating than Justin Fields this Sunday. He had a, than many other QBs. He did. Give the guy a shot here, um, and 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 this Sunday is not going to be any easier either. They're predicting a ninety percent chance of, of of rain. They got like tsunami type weather at Levi, so. For Niners fans, give this guy a chance, man. Enough. We got a. He's a rookie quarterback. It's what he is. He's had three starts in his career. He started, you know, a few games in college over the past few years before he got drafted. Enough of this. Oh, start Jimmy G. I'm done with it, man. <laughs> Let the guy start. It's going to be some growing pains. We might not make it to the playoffs because of it. We have a talented enough roster to do it, but because of our quarterback, you know, the growing pains are there. That's what the organization wants to do. I agree with it. You put all the the prospects into this guy. You traded your draft capital for him. You gotta go with him. He's your guy. He's a dual threat quarterback that can be great. We just have to see him through. I give him the year. For me, I give him the year. At the end of the year, if he sucks ass, if we finish 500, it is what it is. Give him another year. We'll reevaluate from Dude, there. That's the thing with young rookie quarterbacks. Like you can't. And the NFL is such a reaction league because there's, there's one game a week. Yeah. And you get 17 chances. And you gotta, you gotta, like, you gotta just deal with the shit all week, man. Right. Niners fans are like, oh, this is terrible. You know, whatever. Like. No, give this guy a chance. I love the Niners just as much as any other fan, man. But I understand what I'm seeing here. I'm seeing a guy who will make two or three good plays, and then he'll throw a pick. And dude, that's 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 a rookie quarterback. It's the growing it's pains, man. You dude, guys with, went through it last year. With all rookie quarterbacks, you go through growing pains, man. Look at any great rookie, no, great quarterback, and flashback to their rookie year. Josh Allen, dude, shit. Josh right? Allen, shit. Peyton Manning was. Mahomes terrible. wasn't the. Mahomes his, was his okay. Rookie right? year, dude. Yeah, yes, Jack, but. 
Mahomes went into the perfect situation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Lance has got a good situation too, but the elements of the game and everything. Um, He's he'll be give him he'll be fine. I think he'll in mid season he'll be all right. And something too that Niner fans got to realize it's his third game, and he came from the FCS, dude. He dude, wasn't playing he wasn't the playing Ohio the State's, the, the Notre Dame's yeah. of the world. Hundred you know? percent. He was dude. playing FCS schools, and they drafted him obviously for his potential. What they saw in him. Now, yeah. I will say he was not good on Sunday. He was we'll terrible. Just say he was not good on Sunday. No, it was no, there's no other way to put it. He had two good plays. If somebody started in a lawnmower in the backyard over here, but he had two good plays on that day. He had two good plays, and that was it. Uh, we're going to go to break so we give them time to, to fix this up, and we'll be right back. All right, we're getting back into it here. Uh, we, had a, we had a neighborly... Uh, fixing of a lawnmower which you know what happens when you when you do uh, the podcast outside there's a lot of exterior noises uh my legend of the week is gonna be miguel cairo man he's got the socks in the, in, in the right way um ever since he took over for, for tony um no tony no problem man he's he's doing he's making some right moves he's making some right calls um and uh you know we're we're winning we're in a winning way with him um and that'll lead us right into the cup socks talk man yeah How real quick it? though dude i uh i think i told you i we, we went to the trip to Florida together, right? Yep. And uh, on our way back, my girlfriend and I were flying back. and when we got You to, are never going to lose Dude, it was the coolest thing, though, dude. <laughs> when we got to uh, baggage claim, there was this dude that had, like, a White Sox tag on his on his uh, luggage. And I looked at the tag, and it was Miguel Cairo. He was right next to you, dude. Dude, he was on the, the plane with me, and he was, like, sitting next. Like, I recognized, recognized when he got off. And then next thing you know, Miguel Cairo's walking out. I didn't even know who it was at the time. Well, dude. guess what, dude? He's the interim no, manager of the Chicago White, the White Sox, Sox, baby, and yeah. he's doing well, man. He's got a fire to the team. He's doing really well, man. Keep Tony as far away from that team as possible, yeah. man. I heard he's coming back soon. He's going to be in the dugout he again. Came back. You know what, dude? He came back for a retirement ceremony in Oakland. Uh, and they kind of were like, hey, you know, he's unhealthy. He can't be a part. The, the doctor's saying he's pacemaker's bad or whatever. I don't think he comes back this year. No, I don't think he comes back no. either. I think the, the organization sees what's going on with him gone. And, and, dude, honestly, when he was stepping away from the team, I thought it was the team putting, like, him on the Phantom Hill. Like, dude, do with players. they've been insane since he's left. No, I know. It's some, dude, something's caught fire. when I realized fire. that there was something actually wrong with his heart, I kind of felt bad, dude. I thought it was just like a whole What's made the thing, thing, dude? There's, there's like, like, oh fuck, this dude's actually. He's got probably wrong got something wrong with him, but at the same time, like, it was also good for the organization to kind of put him away to the side. I think it was a good call. You save face. You go that way. Um, apologize for the exterior noises. We got some sort of construction going on out here. Got it all, man. Um, dude. It's just a part of the, It's just part of the deal, dude. It's part of the deal. I just like you know these guys who do like podcasts at part of the aesthetic, stuff, dude. If you're falling asleep right now or something, you know. Dude. Sound the sound of crickets, and crickets. Um, yeah, just talk about the Sox. We beat Guardians today. Big win. Talking Thursday night. Got to sweep Detroit, Minnesota, and Cleveland. They got a big five-game series this weekend. We're three games back. Uh, we play Cleveland on three games at home next week to finish off the season series. Everything is must-win, man. Bottom line. You got to win every game. Against the Tigers, against the Guardians. If you if you throw it out against the Tigers next weekend, it is what it is. But right now, we're talking six in a row. Record. No, No other... No other way. Uh, there's a raccoon that's making a visit as well. But <laughs> this is I incredible. Mean, dude. This is dude, this podcast has everything, dude. This podcast has everything. Um, but no, we got to win six in a row, man. I, I know. I know. Ryan can 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 agree with that at the very. Well, dude, least. you guys have to, and I, we've talked about it all years. Like, whenever the White Sox, we see that it's the Tigers, the Royals coming up in their schedule. We're always like, dude, just sweep the Tigers, sweep the Royals. But dude, well, they fucking what, lose to the Royals like half the well, that's time. That's what I'm saying. Dude. You know what I mean? Like they've got this this series against the Tigers coming up this weekend. Wild, the Guardians, and the Twins are, are beating each other to death this weekend. But dude, the White Sox—they have to fucking take care of business, man. We've been talking about it all year, and I will not believe it until they actually do it because they've just let down Sox fans against these 
presumably easy opponent, opponents all year long. I'm worried about one like game the in the series, yesterday, dude. dude terrible, dude. You, you need to win that game. Right. That's the game they have um, to win, and all year long they haven't been able to string together fucking wins against bad teams. Listen, dude. Uh, for me, the only game that we can maybe lose is tomorrow with Giolito. Otherwise, every game you got to win. And even with Giolito, you got to beat the Tigers, man. Yeah, they yeah, suck. Right. Dude, they the pedigree suck. And they suck man. Dude, the Tigers suck. It's like playing a quadruple A team. Javi Baez is garbage. Austin Meadows isn't a thing. They have a bunch of, you know, younger guys who are struggling, like Riley Green. I don't even, need, I don't even know if Torkelson's on the roster. I haven't kept up with the Tigers as much, if I'm being honest. Um, you got to win the game. Matt Manning's nothing special. Then you go into their other bums over the weekend. You got to win every game. Bottom line, you have Monday off. The Twins and Guardians play each other five games. Let them beat the shit out of each other. That's fine with me. And we'll go from there, man. Um, that's my Sox talk, man. We're three games back. Talk to me in a week. That's going to be a true testament to the team. We got we got 18 to play. We got to go 18 or no. Yeah, as long as this team finds a way to get into the postseason, man. With there, with with Cease, Lynn is pitching a lot better as of late, man. Dude, he was a workhorse Cease, today, Lynn, dude. Kopech, Cueto, as long as they get in, man, I'm, I'm still confident in this team. The team is on paper, we've talked about it all year long, man. This team on paper, if you get it into a postseason, they could make a run at it. So as long as they just sneak, they're not gonna, they're not gonna get a wild card. They're no, we don't. We need, we need the division anyway. You have to win the division. You play Seattle week one, dude. For me, dude, I want to give another shout out to Elvis Andrews, man. Last 15 games, Babe fucking Ruth, six home runs, 17 RBIs, two stolen bags, 3.44 average, a 3.91 on base percentage, and a 6.88 slugging. We're talking about OPS over 1,000, my friend. Yeah. Where the hell did that come from? I mean... He's been rejuvenated, man. He's on a, dude, a winning... On the record, man, he says that Cleveland's going to collapse. He's like, Cleveland's going to collapse. It's up to us to take advantage of these wins. And today, he hits a nuke. Yeah. Mokata goes yard. Grandal goes yard. Andrew Vaughn goes yard. Gavin Sheets goes yard. That's yeah. what we've been waiting for all year, man. And, and right, it starts player, today. Dude, I would love Elvis Andrew coming into the clubhouse. Oh, a dude. veteran dude. Shuck at it up, the man. shortstop position. Captain of the infield, man. Dude. He's been fucking playing his ass off, and, and listen, he's dude. talking shit to the other teams. Dude, listen, bro, I would love that type of pickup. My team. We're gonna have a completely different podcast this next week. We're gonna be damn near up to first place. I can feel it coming, right? What do you do when TA comes back? Because he's coming back next week. Oh, that was a question I was gonna he's ask. He's coming you. back next week, dude, and we'll talk about it when we get to it. Andrews has to play. You cannot take this man out of the lineup. Yeah, he's got to play. So that's something we'll talk about next week because that's going to be a well, whole a conversation. That's a whole conversation, dude. Because you can't DH him because you can't take away a DH spot from somebody like no. That. Eloy's DHing, right? And Eloy Jimenez, man, holy days! The dude has been number one ranked in our fantasy league for the past two weeks. Yeah, I mean, he's hitting home runs, he's taking walks, he's getting on base, he's putting the ball in the air, he's he's doing it all, man. Against good pitching at some points as well. He's been he's been taking advantage of every pitcher on the on the damn field. Nobody can get it past him right now. Um, I love having Aloy. For all you guys who said he was a bum, you guys all suck. He's fine. He's doing well. Um, as long as he stays healthy, he's Question. good. What I haven't really watched a lot of the uh, Sox games recently, <laughs> but has Eloy been mainly DHing as of late? One hundred percent. Ever since okay. August, ever since Thank August twenty ninth, he's Thank played you. left field three times. Thank you. Why was this not a thing? You know who also I've been left? Saying his entire career. Who also left at that time? Oh, Tony. Tony left. Is there some sort of correlation here? Yes, 100%. No Tony, no problem. That's going to be the title of the episode, dude. No dude, Tony, no problem. No Tony, no problem. But I've been saying that about Eloy ever since he uh, had that play in left field where he just hurled himself into the net. He was one of the funniest plays I've ever guess seen. Guess what, dude? 2023? Left. Guess where Eloy's playing? DH. He's playing DH, yes, my friend. He he's playing to. DH. He's he such to. a good hitter, dude. We've seen it. Really? He's, he's the best hitter in baseball the past two weeks in a league with Aaron Judge. He's him and Aaron Judge are the two best hitters in the AL, along with Nathaniel Lowe from the Rangers. You don't want 
You don't want the stresses of worrying about your defense in the outfield, taking that to the plate. He can't worry about that, dude. He's just got to worry about showing up to the ballpark every day and knowing that you're just going to hit today, dude. Yep. That is all you're going to do, and that's all you have to worry about. Dude, I'm telling you, dude. Actually, shout out to Nate Lowe, dude. Local oh, product. Beast, Local dude. product, dude. The three best hitters in the second half in the AL. Yeah. Aaron Judge, Eloy Jimenez, Nate Lowe, baby. Local yeah. products. Good yeah. for you, man. Fantasy um, pickup, too. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're doing pretty well. I was knocked out last week. I had injuries. So. Yes, yes. I, uh, I if I win this week, I'm out of the championship. Dude, I'm, really, I'm so. rooting for you, dude. We need we need the credit for the pot, dude. I was hoping at least one of us would make it, dude. So yeah. we got that. I'm, I'm actually going to the to championship for my other league. So hope pray for me, man. Uh, beside the point, Cubs sweep Mets. They beat the Grom. They beat the Mets. The Mets needed those wins. The Braves have lapped them in the division. How do you feel, right? Oh, I feel great, dude. I mean, Friday – no, what was it, Friday night? What is tonight? No, what okay, did that series start? Started, so Monday, started Monday. Yeah, Monday, Monday, Tuesday, beat, Wednesday. Monday they beat Bassett, which is a big win. First game of the uh, series. They I was kicked like, his oh, ass. Okay. I'm playing him in fantasy. Thank you very much. Yep. The next um, the next game, they got DeGrom. And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Beat him, dude. Beat DeGrom, man. Beat DeGrom. Took two games. Then yesterday, Anderson hit a freaking god-awful start, dude. He gave up six runs in the first inning. But, hey, man, that's a testament to the Cubs' bats that whole series, man. I mean, beating Bassett and dude, DeGrom. I mean, I've said this, dude. That's not an easy feat. I've Are said this about me? the Cubs, bro. You guys get some pitching on that team. You guys will have a wild card opportunity. Because the Cardinals are good, man. Let's be real. Cardinals are going to be good. Brewers are going to be good. You guys, it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. But a wild card next year, not out of the question. Cause no, you're, not out of the question Because your, your, your opponents for that are going to be the Mets, going to be the Braves, going to be the Padres. That's who you got to beat for those spots. And obviously, one of the Brewers or Cardinals. You guys can play that. You can play in that kind of situation. Um, you yeah. got to expect the Marlins to make some strides, hopefully, for their sake. But, you know, there's some teams that might jump up and bite you. Yeah, no, for sure. And um, we've talked about the Cubs' young positional talent is there. It's going to get better. They're going to make additions. Like you said, they have to make additions to the starting staff. And they have see, to make additions <clears throat> to the bullpen. I want to ask you this really quick, dude. <clears throat> I don't know if you saw David Kaplan's tweet this week. No. It's going to make you jump out of your boots. There is reported, according to David Kaplan, okay, right? So this is not no. This, it's pretty credible because he's the one who said that there was chirps about the Craig Kimbrell trade okay. to the Sox. Um, yeah, so, but that's it's inner city stuff. So but. check this out, right? He said that Trey Turner has significant interest. I don't know if it's significant, but he has interest of playing for the Chicago Cubs. We're talking about a three hundred million to three hundred fifty million dollars shortstop, thirty thirty talent, one of the best shortstops in baseball, right? Yeah. Five stool, uh, five star talent. I'm slurring my words here because I'm excited for Six you guys, five. dude. Dude, five star talent here. Yeah. Imagine that, dude. I mean, that doesn't even shock me because where, where the Cubs are sitting financially, they should be in this in the negotiations for every single big time free agent out there. Aaron Judge has said that he'd love to play for the Cubs. Dude. I think, dude. I think but Aaron Judge dude, also said that about the Red Sox. You gotta this take past, this past but dude, series. So he's I just, think he's just kind of running the market and getting. I would, I would take Trey Turner. Bro. But dude, I'm taking Trey well, Turner. I'm say, like I'm about to say here in a second, like Correa's going to opt out. He's going to opt out. If it's between Correa or Turner, I'm taking Turner. I'm taking Turner every time, day. Dude. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Even if it costs hundred million more dollars, I don't give a shit, dude. Because Turner is one. He, he is the best shortstop, I think. In in MLB. I, I wouldn't. He's the best I wouldn't disagree, dude. There's like his ability to swipe bags, hit for power, hit for defense, average, defense. He can do it all. Dude. He, for the outfield too. Like you said, said he's a five stool player, dude. He's five stool player, dude. Five stool player. Sorry, man. I'm dude, tired. The Cubs got him, man. That would just. <laughs> I mean, I'd be the happiest man on earth. Dude. Him, Nico, Christmas and whatever it happens. Nick Madrigal. Well, you put Nico in. I think. Well, ah, dude, that'd be interesting what you do with Nico because I'm thinking you could move him. To He's third going base. to the outfield, dude. Or you can move him to third um, base. I think, dude. I think if you get Trey Turner, man, that changes your entire changes the trajectory of, the of your organization 100%. for ten years. You're talking about superstar talent. You're talking about a top five talent in Major League Baseball. Right. 
I mean, and, and let's be real here, too. The Dodgers have Freddie Freeman. They have Mookie Betts. Cody Bellinger, maybe they want to bring back. They got pitching. They got Julio Urias. They got uh, Kershaw on a free agent deal that's coming up. They got a lot of decisions to make. Mm-hmm. I don't think Trey, uh, Trey Turner's probably at the top Trey of Trey Turner list. will be at the top of it. And I think you're going to have some serious competition. But I think in terms of finances, you got to beat just a little bit unless they want to go over the luxury tax. Yeah. It'll be but, interesting. I mean, the Yankees will put, be players for them. Um, and that's the thing, Bogarts dude. Bogarts will be an option next year, too. So who knows what happens I with think, him. The, I mean... Oh man, the shortstop class is so dude, good, is man. So good God, you now guys that, have to get somebody, man. About names, dude. dude you like, have to get somebody, and the dude. The fact about next year is like if we lose it on Turner because they don't want to give him three fifty, then get Bogarts for like two twenty. You, you need you know? this is the bottom line. As a Cub fan, it is your civic duty to go out and make sure the Ricketts pay up for one of these guys because we're talking about once in a generation talents here between Judge and Turner and Correa isn't that anymore, but he can certainly change the trajectory of your franchise you need to go out if, you need to spend if we got Cray, i'd be happy i want to be right. like ecstatic dude. Right. i'd be happy because just watching him this year and looking at his stats and everything like that he's he's not that's he's always he's a platinum glove guy he's a good defensive guy yeah, he's gonna make every play all right let's play what if you ready ready okay trey turner or aaron judge one of the two or carlos correa and carlos rodon <laughs> what are you taking Oh, dude. <laughs> Assuming, you know. The way that my brain yeah. thinks, I'm taking Correa and Rodon. Because that's going to help I'm your team two, a little more. Oh, I'm taking two all-stars yes. over one superstar. There you right? go. So I will take two all-stars over one superstar because I think it rounds out your team. For the okay. Cubs, yes. If I were the White Sox, for example, I'm taking the superstar because you already have such a better rounded team. But for the Cubs, I think that's 100% right. what they it, should It helps round out your team much much more and then you make some more you know minor additions right some guys that are going to make like 50 to right. 60 like, dude, for three you can years bring back like well yeah even like more minor than that dude you can bring back drew smiley who who has been healthy dude he's been really really freaking good for them you bring back him before like back into your rotation you bring back some smaller guys like that your team's looking a lot better than they are right now dude i mean just the potential of the cubs this year in free agency dude is so freaking it's so high dude if you and, guys like, don't come away with anybody, but dude man. like tom ricketts he just came out and spoke to the media and he said that like Baseball decisions this off this off season, I'm leaving them up to Jet, meaning he can go out and make splashes. Let him do Craig it. Craig Kenny, who is like the, um, he's basically like the business aspect of it. He came out and said that the money for Jet's going to be there this off season. We've got the money, like we've recovered from COVID losses. Or the biblical bullshit. losses yeah, that are a bunch of garbage, dude. Yeah. But he said the money's going to be there for him. We trust Jet to do the baseball operations. Basically, what they're saying to Cubs fans this year, we're going to spend money. Good. We're going to spend money this year. Our quick rebuild has happened. We've supplemented the farm system. We've got young talent. We're now in the position where we can smartly spend and and fortify our team. If they went out this year and made splashes and free agency, like got like for example, they got Korea this year. Do you I think, think that would have made a difference to the team. This no, year? it wouldn't have. But right. I mean, so, you guys got lucky in that in that sense. So I think at this point, man, for me, dude, you guys got to get Bogarts, Correa, Turner, Judge. Just get one, dude. Yeah. Get one. Get make a trade. Get, get two. two. Make a trade. Right. Chas Chisholm Jr. What is he going to cost? Go see. Maybe you got a piece or two that that you know they want over there in Miami. You know, maybe Brendan Davis isn't who you thought he was going to be. He still got some value there, right? Well, we'll dude, get and your... this this past um, trade deadline, dude, the Cubs got a lot of good arms. 
they don't did, think the Cubs man. understand like the amount of arms that they got when they did the the re rankings of their farm system after the trade deadline, it's dude. Those arms. arms that they traded yeah. are at like the top of their system. Good now. dude, and they're it's good much freaking needed. arms, dude. Much needed. And what man. do teams always want when you're looking for a dude like uh, Jazz or whoever? It they is. want they those. Want they want those arms, arms dude. Hundred percent, dude. You know, and that's what the Cubs. Well, you want them too, though. For, right? You want them too. Well, yeah, exactly. We want them too. You need them for your system. Get Rodon, or they go out and get who's like another like mid level. Um. Well, Degrom's a free agent. Kershaw's oh, a free agent. Well, that's the thing, dude. I don't think Steve Cohen's going to let DeGrom go. Um, I think to get DeGrom, you're talking Max Scherzer money. I think for me, dude, I wouldn't be surprised, and I, it might sound crazy, $50 million a year, literally. That's insane. Yeah, and he'll probably get it because DeGrom's already said he's opting out, and Steve Cohen's already said he's not letting him go. Why the hell would you let him go? He's the best pitcher of our generation. He's not even close. Dude's throwing 102 and seven innings, right? Um yeah, dude, DeGrom might actually make $50 million a year. I wouldn't touch that. Dude, that's so I crazy, I would not though. touch that. If you think about, like, MLB, dude, 162-game season, if they make every start, they usually make 32 starts a year. We're talking, 50 what? million, that's, that's like $1.3 million a start. start. Holy days. You break that in per pitch, it's, it's probably you're talking crazy, $50,000 a crazy. pitch. I mean, but anyways, I mean, that's besides the point. You're a math if, teacher, dude. You love the numbers. No, I know, but it's insane. <laughs> it is insane just thinking about that, but... We're going to have to break it down. We're going to have a podcast at some point after the World Series, really quickly after it, because free agency starts like four days after. Who should the Cubs target? Because I don't think the Sox will be as active. I think the Sox will be a trade market team. That's such a disappointment. Um, Well, that's the thing, too. Like, they're going to make some additions, but they usually make more activity on the trade market. That's just how they've always been historically. Uh, Wouldn't be surprised if they actually break the $100 million barrier this year. They got a couple guys coming off. Abreu's a free agent. There's other guys um, that we could go after. Wouldn't be surprised to see some trades of some of the the core talent, quote-unquote. Wouldn't be surprised to see, like, a guy like Moncada get moved either. You know, things like that could happen. Um, But uh, we'll see. There's going to be a podcast where we break down all the pitching, all the hitting, and we'll see. We'll make our best guess to see what the Cubs will do. Um, I'm actually excited to that. Put my Jed Hoyer cap on. Dude, and, uh, I, if I was in his in his shoes. What the hell would I do? I would love to have a podcast. That cricket flew right on me, dude. Uh, <laughs> I would love to have the Cubs finances, man. But uh, how about we jump into our beefs, man? Let's do it. You want to go first, or? Well, I guess I have multiple beefs, right? The Niners really sucked it up. Um, my beef this week is third down penalties or just penalties in general. If I have to see another flag, if I see more than six, five to six flags this Sunday in the Niners game, dude, I'm going to lose my mind. Defense, man, step it the hell up. D'Amico Ryans, what are we doing, man? Fix it up. That late hit on Justin Fields was so bad. I, dude, what are we doing? So what are we doing? Well, dude, and they could have killed him. I mean, it was, it was head to head. Like, I know you were at the game, so you didn't get to see it, but like, I saw t- it on the, I saw it on the camera, dude. After. Dude, on TV, and dude, Justin Fields. If you watch a lot of Bears games, dude, he takes hits like that all the time, dude. I don't know if it's the way he slides or if he slides late, but dude, last year he took several head to head hits. And in college, he was taking fucking head to head hits all the time. It seemed like he's just like prone to him, man. Like. Whatever your sliding is, Fields, if it's late or if it's just technique, change it up, man. It needs to fucking change, dude. <laughs> it needs to change. Well, anyway, man, that's my beef. Third down penalties. Enough. Nick Bosa said it best, man. Be better too, Bosa, damn it. You're better than that, man. Let's go. Fix it up. No loss this week to the Seahawks. Enough. Oh, What's your it was, beef? It was TJ Watt that tore the pack. That's, I'm, I was about to say, didn't TJ, Bosa tore his pack? TJ Watt tore his pack? TJ Be- Watt tore his pack. I didn't even see that. Good thing we don't have a freaking def- individual defensive player league, yeah. dude, because I would have picked him. Yeah, he tore his pack, and I, it might have come out by now if it's like a there was like a low strain or high strain tear. I don't know which one it is. I mean, he's still like going to be out a little bit. one is like, I don't know, two to four weeks. But the second one is like much more. That's, anyways, kinda, that's what Eloy had. That's what Eloy had when he fucking jumped on the wall that yeah. one time. He was yeah. out for 
four months. Yeah. So, um, what's your beef, my friend? My beef of the week is with Russell Wilson. Oh boy, is he your quarterback in fantasy? He's not my quarterback in fantasy. I just don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him as a person. I think he's the uh, the corniest. What happened, possibly man? Possibly the corniest what? NFL I don't like... player to ever play the position. Interesting, dude. dude. You don't see his like social media posts where he I calls actually... himself Mr. Incredible. I oh, I am God. Mr. Incredible, dude. I stuff. I've actually hated Russell Wilson my entire life because he's ruined it multiple yeah, times. True. Um, I'm a Niners fan, obviously, so I was really happy to see him leave the division. He killed me a lot of times back in the day. Sure, getting stung by mosquitoes, but um, just his social media videos—the uh, the, the obviously the viral one, the Broncos Let's Ride. Just watching him do that, dude. He's the most like self-conceited dude I think I've ever met or I ever met, like ever him. seen. I don't um, like him either. So hey, I love it. The man. videos of him that they take like before a Sunday night football game when he'll be out in the field. Just him pretending like he's in a huddle and he's like talking to guys when there's nobody out there and doing all those fake oh dry God. reps and stuff. And I saw a video. He does of, that, dude, all the time. Oh my God! He'll go out on the field before the game and he'll like kneel down like he's in the huddle and he'll like talk to like nobody like he's talking to huddle. It's a practice for the huddle. Like a practice, dude. Oh my God! And then I saw this video the other day and this is what made my beef of the week it was it was him running out of the practice facility, nobody there, and he's he's practicing giving high fives to the fans as he runs out of the practice facility. Oh my God! I was like, dude. Enough. I don't want to ever see a Russell Wilson video. <laughs> They're always so cringeworthy, dude, and I just, I can't. Oh, I can't my him, goodness. Russell Wilson. I was Wilson very, very wants. happy to see him going to Seattle and get beat, dude. That was. Good for Pete Carroll, dude. Good that's that's going to be the win of the year for them right there. I don't oh, think they're sure, gonna, they're not going to do much. You know, Geno Smith. One, Seattle come, or the Denver coming into Seattle and then beating them like that, and Geno Smith playing a freaking great game, dude. They had a great game plan all around. It was, it was what awesome, did he, What dude. did Geno Smith say? He said, uh, he said, uh, they all forgot about me or something. He said something about, like, they said I was done, but I haven't come yet or I haven't fallen yet or some shit. Yeah, because, dude, really, I mean, after New York, he hasn't really had an opportunity. Yeah, no, man. dude, good for him, who man. Knows, who knows? I mean, it's week one, and like we said earlier, he's listen, the most dude. overreact the lead Listen, in the world, dude, he's so. got two really good receivers to throw to. Yeah, and um, he's got a good good coach. Yeah, and he's got a great coach. So you never know, man. It's a tough division to play in. I know they all lost except for the Seahawks. The Seahawks are in first place, man. Who would have thought? But um, we'll see, man. All right, we're getting chewed up by mosquitoes out here. Right, you got anything before we close this one out? No, man. It's just uh, great football to be back. College, NFL, Bears are 1-0, baby. They got the Packers. Big game. Dude, we could have talked about the freaking Bears-Packer matchup, I think, man. Uh, another pod, I but. think next pod we're going to have a lot of Bears talk because I feel like the, pick, the Bears are going to lose <laughs> this Sunday. I'm sad to say. But uh, Dude, who knows, man? If they, I'll put it this way: if the Bears win this Sunday, I'll become a believer of the Bears. I will tell you that Dude, Week One was not a fluke. The thing about the Packers, though, is like everybody every year, even when they had that terrible game in Minnesota, everybody every year with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, they're like, it's going to change. It's the offense will click, right? Yeah. But dude, I don't know, man. If you looked at their receiving core of the game against Vikings. They were like lost. The whole offense was lost, dude. They looked. To be fair, the Vikings are like good, dude. Even played a game the together, Vikings dude. are good too. We gotta. We can't take no, into the account. Vikings are good. Too, we're talking about that was two good teams. It was yes. The Vikings are a very good team. I think they're actually going to win the division. This I year. think so and as well, man. We had Ben on. I mean, he kind of sparked that the the Vikings are good. And when I watched the game, I was like, holy shit, they no, are a dude, good team. They're a problem, dude. They're, they're a problem. They're a but problem. dude, the Packers do not have Devontae Adams. They don't. they don't really have like a great. Lazard looked lost. No, Alan Lazard is hurt. Yeah, but he, did he come out? Is that what happened? No, he's hurt. He wasn't. He didn't even play. Dude, who was that? Who was that guy who went downfield and just dropped Chris, the ball? Christian Watkins. Their second God, round that pick, was dude. terrible. Why did I feel like that was pick. Lazard, dude? That was terrible. Second round pick, Christian Watkins, who had tons of great things said about him and everything. Dude, just dro- it was a beautiful throw. He was open by ten yards. And he just drops right it through the bread basket. God, that's man. what I'm saying, man. Like the Packers are really saying they're gonna be fine. They're gonna be fine. Well, are they, dude? They don't really have hey, a whole lot of weapons. They have Aaron Jones, but talk to me Monday. 
No, I know. Talk to me Monday, dude. I'm, I'm really, I really hope for your sake they win, dude. Because then I'll, I will tell you straight up, I'm a believer in the Bears. I will tell you that. But until then, oh, I can't wait to hear that. We'll see. Dude. I'll tell if you get my what belief. If it's like a, uh, what if it's like a 24-21 loss? I'll give you, I'll give you my blessing, bro. I'll be like, I believe in the Bears. I won't root for the Bears, but I believe in them. Go Bears for you guys, dude. But at go. this point, I'm, I'm thinking that the Niners lost the game. But if they win and they beat the fucking Packers in Sunday at, at Lambeau, Lambeau Sunday I will night. tell you that the Bears beat the Niners because the Bears are good. I will tell you that to your here face. I will tell you, and that's respect right there. Tell you, dude. At the end of the podcast here. I'm a believer in the new Bears head coach. Good. I think he's a great freaking head coach. I'm a believer in everything that he's he's changed the culture, dude. Matt Nagy was such a terrible, weak coach. That's the name of your fantasy team, dude. dude. Matt Nagy. <laughs> he's terrible. I'm so my fantasy team. Oh, right. man. <laughs> All right, man. We're getting chewed by mosquitoes. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the 12-6 Podcast.